Hey everybody, I am Gina Bianca, life and business coach, salon owner, educator, mastermind mentor, and your host of the Gina Bianca podcast. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I'm here with one of my great friends, Jessie Trippy. She's a stylist of 16 years, a salon partner at Salon Valeria, owner of Stitched Education, and she is one of the most amazing people that I know. She actually came to my salon and certified my whole team in hand-tied extensions, and I got to experience her class and experience her education, and I'm just so honored to have her on the podcast to share with you guys how to build your hand-tied empire. So welcome, Jesse. Thank you for being here and sharing your time, knowledge, and all of the amazing things that are you with my audience. I really appreciate you. Um, thank you. I feel like, um, whenever you text me, like before Christmas, inviting me on here, it was like a Christmas wish came true that I didn't even know I asked for. And I'm <laughs> so grateful, <laughs> like that everyone who knows me knows that you're just like my mentor. And I just look up to you so much. And I'm so grateful to know you and be part of your journey and thankful for you helping me start mine. So I'm I love so, you. <laughs> so honored and so privileged. I feel like I won the lottery. I love you. I'm so glad you're here. I, I really wanted to add some extensions education to the podcast and just talk about it because it's obvious that if you're in the hair business, that hand tied is everywhere. And I do tape in extensions and I've done tapins for like five or six years and I love them. And I loved your class when you came in and did it. I was like, not well when I took that class. So I need to take it again. And I need to have you mentor me because I want to get more into hand tied, but, um, I've been doing tapings forever. And now that like hand tied is like blowing up and huge. I'm like, damn, I have to get on this. Like I, I want to do it. And I know a lot of stylists are probably sitting there being like, Oh, I want to get on this. I want to learn this. I want to do this, but I want to encourage them because, uh, you know, they can make beautiful income with this and you have inspired me so much to put it more out there. And I know you're an incredible educator. So I thought that today on the podcast, we'd meet you. So so everyone can know who the best is, but <laughs> meet you, but just so everyone can get to know you. First who I think is the best thinks I'm the best. Like, not like <laughs> I love it. But I just want to introduce you to my audience. If they don't know you already, I know a lot of mastermind fam knows Jesse because she has um, a bunch of videos in mastermind and um, you know, you've been in mastermind since like day one, pretty much. And you've been to the network, you've met people and you're like the pinnacle of what could happen if you stick to one kind of education and you just stick with it and grow. And it's just awesome to watch you grow. So why don't you share with us who you are, what you do and, and tell us your story, um, you know, starting from how you got into the industry and where you are now. Great. Um, yeah, I, I mean, mastermind, I can just throw that plug in there right now. I remember like the first time attending a class and mastermind was just beginning and um, you know, it really is not close to a percentage of how much it's evolved and just grown into this incredible platform of education for stylists. Um, but being there and watching it transform, it's how it's inspired me for part of, I mean, a huge part of my business, um, and part of my story. So anybody who's not part of mastermind, you literally need to be part of it. It's the best community ever. Um, 
So I am Jesse Trippy. Um, I was born in Florida. Actually, a lot of people don't know that. Um, I my parents are from Buffalo, New York. That's where I live and where my family is now. Um, but they actually moved to Florida and lived there for quite some <clears throat> time with myself and my brother. We were both born there, and so. I'm definitely a fan of the warmth weather, which the irony is that I live in one of the coldest places <laughs> that there is. We're like known for like chicken wings and for snowstorms, I guess. <laughs> um, so growing up in Buffalo, I, you know, as a young girl, always wanted to do something that would make a difference. For the longest time, I wanted to be a lawyer. Always wanted to be a lawyer. Law and Order is my like favorite show since I was like literally too young to probably watch it with my mom and. Um, I just always wanted to be a lawyer to help people or be like Olivia Benson and change the world <laughs> of people that need somebody. And a lot of people may know this or may not know this, but I actually was a teen mom. So I got pregnant in high school, my junior into senior year with my oldest son. And I just remember being so terrified because what are you doing? And like, you know, then I mean, it's it's pretty common now because of the show, but where I grew up, I was in a super small town. We're from, it's Holland, New York. Um, it's literally like my graduating class was a hundred people. So very small. So everyone obviously knew me as like the pregnant girl. <laughs> so it was hard to be a teen mom. And I was in BOCES vocational school for hair school. Both my mom and my grandparents were hairstylists. So I knew the business. I always did hair growing up, um, you know, did everybody's hair, but my mom actually stopped doing it and went to dog grooming. And she told me, you know, like people are so demanding. They're gonna, you know, they like chew you up and spit you back out and kind of urged me not to go into it. Um, but shortly after in hair school, I just knew that it was something I wanted to do. And I knew being a young mom, I obviously chose to have my son and I wanted a job that I knew I could like support him. like. I grew up super poor, you know, like my parents are very blue collar, lower middle class working all the time. And I knew that like I needed to have a job that I could have stability, but also have a job that could support me because, you know, I was having a child. So I finished high school, finished BOCES school, our, you know, high school vocational school was called like Ormsby BOCES. Um, and I did my, the two years, your junior and senior year there. And I graduated um, and worked at the salon that I did my internship um, for most of my career. So literally only did an internship in a salon, stayed in the salon. I'm like a Virgo, true and true, like super creature of habit. I don't like change normally. I'm evolving and adapting into loving it. But normally I'm like, take the safe route. Um, but I've only ever known hustle, like grind, like what it means to like work really hard and um, not to give up because I didn't really have a choice having my son and, um, you know, wanting to grow a beautiful life for both of us, like something that maybe I didn't have and make sure I could protect him into making like really, really good choices for his future. Wow. I so, love that. You. You're so amazing, Jesse. How many, you, how many kids do you have? Three, four, five, three. <laughs> three. every three. time I see a family photo, I'm like, how does she do it? <laughs> I have three kids, uh, three dogs, two cats. And right now I have five bunnies that had five or two bunnies that had five babies. So I'm almost ready to get rid of the bunnies for them to go to like a bunny, new muddy moms. 
Oh my gosh. Um, but that's kind of like the beginning of my journey as far as like where I'm from and kind of a little bit about me. Um, and then I have been a stylist. I educated for companies um, for most of my career early on. Um, I remember like one of the first classes I took, I was like 18 and there was an educator from AG Hair Cosmetics and she just was so excited about shampoo. She was so excited. Like she was so happy. And I was like, wow, people can go teach people how to use these products. And I loved it. And so I, you know, applied for their education program and the distributor in my area is amazing. Um, often when you talk about like your relationships with distributors, it, it reminds me of the ones here. Um, a, a Beauty Supply is like the local distributor in my area and the owners of that really have given me a lot of support and help along the way of my journey with education and just like having really good products to work with um, and companies to back me. Um, I've done a lot of color education for most of my career. So kind of transitioning into extensions, the one thing that most people struggle the most with is coloring them and getting natural hair to color the same way the extension hair will color and making the two balance and have harmony and blend and all of those things. And I owe a lot of my success and support, um, you know, from having like a really strong color foundation as far as like color theory goes and just understanding the law of color and the color wheel and how it works to just set you up for success when you're coloring extensions and hair. Yeah. Like I can't, I don't color extensions. I'm like, you need to buy hair that matches or I'm not doing it. Like I'm, See, like, I, I'm not confident in that. And I've been doing this for a really long time. Like I'm not confident in that at all. So I can imagine how many other stylists are just like, yeah, I love extensions, but like coloring them. Absolutely not scary. No, yeah, and it can be really scary because extension hair does not turn out the way your natural hair would by any means. Like you have to use completely different formulas. And a lot of times people are scared to use things that you have to put into extensions that are that you would never put on their natural hair. So that's something that I, you know, came easy to me, I think, because of the the background that I had and the foundation I had um, of working in the salon and just doing tons of color, lots of color, hair color. Damn. So now, now you are the owner of Stitched Education. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So, um, you know, as I said, most of my background is with color. Um, I've always done extensions here and there, but I would never have called myself like an extensionist or an extension specialist. I was definitely more confident with color, 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 and kind of like you, like I have done tape and extensions. I actually way back when, so I had done like a training with Balmain hair I don't even know if they're a hair company anymore. Um, but I did their like K-tip, which are like keratin fused bond extensions, as well as their I-tip. And then they had these, these tapins that were like super wide, like they were really, really wide. And they were like, you would buy one pack and it would just be one sandwich of them. And they weren't really supposed to be meant for long lasting. They were just supposed to be like for fashion shows or runways. Like you could like put them in for a day use. They were not meant to be permanent. And I think that's really right when like tapins started to evolve because because then everybody started doing tapins because the installation was so quick and you didn't need as much, you know, training. Obviously, knowing what we know now, the training is going to way set you up for success. And I'm excited to hear even your journey with them because I know you like killed the tape and extension game, like everyone at your salon and all of you made so much money doing it. Um, but I never like was like in love with it. I think because it was like 
it wasn't for my mindset. It was an add on. It wasn't like my bread and butter or the bulk of what I was doing. I had assistance. Um, the salon I worked at for 14 years was really big. Um, it had like 15 hairstyling stations. So, um, there were multiple assistants. We would get kids, you know, students and from school in high school, the same school I went to, we would train them and then they would kind of go on the floor. And so I just always did what I knew, which was that. And it was kind of this like repetitive motion. Um, and I was really intrigued because everyone knows hair by Chrissy on Instagram. Um, and here she is doing all of these like hand tied extensions and all these famous bloggers and, you know, sort of influencers, if you will, before they were really even called influencers. And I would just watch her videos and be like, wow, like, look at, they do so much with color and I was so inspired by it, but they were adding so much extension. So I remember I just had had my son. So my son will be three and I, we were on a family vacation and I don't do roller coasters. My stomach after having three kids is not no bueno. You don't want to go on a roller coaster. So my husband is on a ride with the kids and I'm like on Instagram and like, I couldn't travel to the West coast because, you know, I live in Buffalo on the East coast and I have three kids and just to go on the West coast is two days for me. And I saw that they were having a class in New York city and like literally took my credit card out of my wallet. Um, probably couldn't have afforded to buy a $2,500 extension course ticket for one day. Um, signed up immediately. Didn't even ask my husband what he, you know, like if he was okay with it, I just was like, I have to go. Um, and from that day forward, I have immersed every bit of my like being into understanding the methodology behind hand tied extensions or a sewing method. Um, I've done five additional certifications since then, and they were all incredible. They gave me so much of inspiration and drive to want to just know everything I could, the how, the why, the what. Um, one thing that always left me unsure was the business side of it because most stylists struggle with business. They struggle with, you know, how do you charge accordingly? They kind of just pick a price based on what is going on in their area or what they think the most that they can charge is. And even most of the times are losing money. Um, everybody separates the cost of hair for installation. And that was something that I was like, I don't understand why we would do this. So that all of that backstory, I know that's a lot, was really my drive and motivation for building Stitched Education because I was thinking one day, like, we need to stitch the gaps. Like, it shouldn't be you have a business person, you have a color person, you have an installer person, and you have this person. Like, we're all creative and beautiful in our own way and unique enough that we can do it all if you want to, of course. Um, there's nothing wrong with you know, having it split up. But, you know, I was changing my journey. Um, one of my best friends was starting Salon Valeria and asked me to partner with her. And I knew that I was going to be in a different type of environment where I wouldn't have an assistant right away if I didn't, you know, I, I was making a big change. And I wanted something that I could do on my own. Um, and you know, Gina, cause you're like the queen of triple booking that when you're doing that, it's like a euphoric high, right? It's like this adrenaline rush because most hairstylists, the reason they do what they do is because they want to help someone. They like the they like helping. They like serving. They like giving so much of themselves. They put every bit of their being into helping others, making them feel their absolute best. And you get that with color. Don't get me wrong, especially transformative or color corrections. But 
every extension client I did, the euphoric feeling was like greater and greater and greater and greater and more and more. So much that like, I was like, wow, like this is powerful. And then I was like, but I wanna help other stylists be able to know what to do successfully. So that's where I was like, we need to stitch the gaps, like stitch education. Um, really the word and terminology came for me because it was like stitching the gaps of the things that maybe you don't know from hair school. Cause like at my hair school, they didn't teach me about pricing. They didn't teach me business. Like what I know is cause of you. Like I owe so much of what I talk about and do. Like I'm, I'm not gonna totally like honey roast you cause I know how much you love it. <laughs> um, but I owe that to you. And it's just, I wanna, I wanna help people realize that they can have a niche market. They can stitch together the gaps of their business and they can make a beautiful living doing so, but more than the money, the fulfillment that they can get on the receiving end of the euphoric feeling of giving, you know, confidence and self-esteem to a woman that probably has struggled her entire life with it is the most powerful gift that we could ever give. Yeah, it's amazing. Like the impact that you can make. And like, if one of your values is making an impact, extensions are like next level for your job. Totally. So I really, I guess Stitch Education is a company founded on wanting to share all of the secrets of how to be a six or seven figure stylist, killing it, feeling good about yourself, working the hours you want to work, having flexibility and truly transforming people's lives, like literally improving their quality of life. Like they're going to feel like like the saying like new bitch is like not even touching how people feel when they get like new weave. I mean, as somebody who cannot live without a weave, like <laughs> I can't live without a weave and you don't even have extensions. You have like the most gorgeous long blonde hair ever. And if you don't know what she looks like, go on her Instagram right now at Jesse Trippy and follow her. Look at her hair. It's like so that, annoying. Like, no, like, did I ever tell you about what my mom did to me when I was a child? Yeah, you have. Wait, tell me again though. Okay. okay. So growing up, like I've always had long hair. Like if you find a picture of me, I'll look the same probably for the last 20 years. I'll, I'll always look the same. But when I was little, I used to have this like nervous tendency where like I would play with the piece of my hair, like in the front around yeah, my yeah, mouth. I remember you telling me this. Play with it. And I mean, I was talking like I was like seven years old, probably maybe eight. But like it made me break out really bad around my face because obviously like that's gross. Like now I'm like, I would have smacked me. It's but okay. I bit my nails like my entire life. Like I just stopped biting my nails this year. You get it. Yeah. Like that last year, <laughs> last year, <laughs> three months ago. No. <laughs> so my mom told me if you don't stop doing that, you're, I'm going to cut your hair. And I didn't really believe her. So it wasn't that bad. I mean, she didn't like give me a pixie, but it was like probably above collarbone. And that is the only time you will ever see me with short hair. So like as a woman who my security blanket is my hair, I don't care how vain it sounds. I don't, I mean this with all the love in my heart. I will give you anything. I would donate thousands of dollars instead of shaving my head thousands. I will work for free for a month before I would shave my head. And I'm not saying that vain. I'm saying, cause I know my mental stability would be broken. Like, I mean that with love. I don't mean that like you, know. uh, you okay, Jesse, like, let me give you some feedback on life right now. You're always like, no, I don't mean it like this. Nobody fucking <laughs> thinks that you will say like one thing and be like, no, no, but I love all of those people. Like a thousand times you're like the nicest person in the entire world. You're like, I don't mean it like this. Cause you're like the nicest, most kind, amazing human in the entire world. <laughs> But I'm definitely doing a fundraiser and inviting you where you have to shave your head. No, don't do it. I'll do anything else. Anything. Oh my God. Yeah. I have no tattoos. I'd get a tattoo before I did that. You know, I don't have one, but I'm so inspired by yours. It kind of makes me want to get You some. don't have any tattoos? 
that one. Fun fact of the day, no tattoos. Wow. Oh my God. Well, thank this is amazing. Wow. So, all right. I like, I've learned so much about you already. Like, I'm so glad that um, you're here and sharing your story with me and with everybody listening. So let's talk about hand tight extensions and you know, obviously making an impact in transformation is huge. And as a stylist behind the chair, being able to offer these services is huge. I have a couple of ideas to talk about. Um, why should stylists be learning them? Like even if, like if you're already doing extensions, right? Like say I'm doing tapins, like me, I'm doing tapins. I'm happy with what I'm doing. Why should stylists be learning hand tied? Like, why should they just go for it in your opinion? Okay. So I'm going to give a really good analogy. It's equivalent to if you're already a blonding specialist and you know how to foil like nobody's mother, but you don't do balayage. So then you have a guest who sees a picture because that's what they do. They bring our pictures in from Instagram or from Pinterest or from stylists that they see. And they're like, I want this. And what's that word balayage? And you try to like wiggle your way out of it saying like, oh, you know, this is going to be better. Like there is, there's always pros and cons to everything and everything in life, whether, you know, without lightness, there is no darkness without sun, there is no moon. It's, it's not ever going to change, but the truth is the more things you can offer to your guests, the better and the, the more crazy, I'm going to use your, I'm going to quote you, the crazier it is for them to go to anybody else. So by not offering this service, now here's the thing. You're going to have stylists that love extensions and you're going to have stylists that dislike extensions. You're going to have clients that love extensions and you may have clients that dislike extensions, but not being having a full arsenal of being educated to make your own choice and your own decision as a stylist to choose what you want to offer. You're basically turning away money and allowing that to go down the street to somebody else. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're making bank and you're happy with where you're at and you're, you're complacent, there's nothing wrong with that. But don't be surprised when a client wants to leave you then or go down the street, because I will tell you, um, you know, for me, I am certified in right now, five methods of quote unquote extensions, you know, certifications are great. I think the more installations, you know, installations, different methods of installations. Um, I think that's great, but I can tell you right now, the number of clients I have gotten from salon locators and not anything against them. I think they're great. Um, it allows you to have credibility to prove you actually did what you did, but I don't, I would tell you 90% of my clients are not from salon locators. They're from guests that find either pictures of the guests I do or my pictures on Instagram or referrals from guests that currently wear extensions. And most of the time I have to say to them, and I'm very confident to do this. If you want to still stay with your stylist for color, I'm completely okay with that because I have no interest in stealing somebody's clients, but they end up leaving that stylist. And it makes me, I mean, I'm not going to feel guilty because I offer it in that way, but I, I just want to be so badly to be like, well, tell your girl to call me and we can get her trained because I don't need to steal anyone's clients. I don't want anybody else's clients. I think our clients pick us for five reasons. They pick you because your location is convenient, because your pricing fits their budget, because you do good hair, because they like you as a person or your schedule aligns with their schedule. Those are gonna be five reasons why they would go see you. If you could hit five out of five of those, you're a superstar and every single person who's gonna listen to this or every, every stylist who wants to be a stylist or a, 
somebody who's going to make an impact in the industry does so because they want to add something to this. So I think not offering this, you're doing not only your clients a disservice, but yourself a disservice because your clients are going to go somewhere else where they can get it. Especially if you're an extension specialist already. Absolutely. So Um, it reminds me of like, for me, like being a color specialist, like I've been training for this for so long and like, I know how to do so many different kinds of colors and that's what makes me like a true master. That's why I charge what I charge and the way I book, I book the way I book and the way, like I write on my website, like if you no show me, you're never allowed to book again. You should. Like I literally no shows, no refunds for no shows. And if you no show, you will not be allowed to book again. And I feel like Like when you're a master at what you do, like when you're a master, what you do, like it gives you the confidence to charge your worth, to have boundaries and to get the clients that you want. So for extensions specialists, if you're an extensions artist listening to this, you're basically saying, why not know all methods to be a true master? Yes. And then you decide. Now, I believe hand tied gives the most amount of impact with the least most minimal points of contact. And I think that it can be done incorrectly and cause damage. But you have to think why in anything of a guest coming to see you and you teach this and I've learned this, I will credit you the whole time because I am telling you right now, you have changed my life. I met you in person three years I ago in GBH. I was a psycho and had to crop everyone out of the photo because I was so scared to ask you for the photo with just you because you were so busy knowing (laughs) now and knowing the looks on your faces like I know you just were so busy and I was like I'm not gonna ask her so when I did the group photo yes I cropped you yes I'm framing that but anyways um you say what the the guests come to you because you're solving a problem right that's why they're in our chair what problem are we solving sometimes it isn't hair and we all know that and we can like laugh about it but the truth is is why guests want extensions are because they struggle with fine or thinning hair They struggle with the inability to actually grow their hair to the desired length or density that they want. They want thicker ponytails, longer ponytails. They're impatient for waiting for their hair to grow out. Um, They maybe want to alter something with their face shape. Maybe they're insecure about something. Like I have guests that don't like their ears showing, guests that, you know, want to part a certain way because they have a, excuse me, a scar. they maybe can are unable to achieve color results. I mean, if you wanted platinum hair right now, you would not achieve it without it falling out. Like you're anybody hey, who doesn't. Hey, 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 easy, easy. Because your hair's black. Like if you have a one end, you're not gonna be platinum. <laughs> you could have platinum pieces, right? Why are you crushing my dreams? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Look, you want blue or red? You can have blue or red. I want red. I want you, I want red. I wanna do like we black. Do in March. We should do it in March for your class. Oh, <gasps> We should do it then. I should come early and we should do your hair before that. I'll cry. That would be amazing. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. I'm so excited. Okay. So basically, um, they basically they're unable to achieve color results or they're feeling insecure about their hair or they desire confidence or a different look all entirely. So like all of those problems could be solved with extensions. So when you say which method you as the professional only know what you know. So if you're only doing tape, there's nothing wrong with that. And we can talk about like the pros and cons to them and all of that. But like, as far as hand type goes, you're going to have a bigger impact with less parts of your actual head. I always describe it like this. So if you, if, just for simple math, if you have a hundred hairs on your head, okay. Would you agree that it's safely to say about 60 to 70 hairs would be isolated and tape in? I think so. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Like if at least 60% of your entire head. So if you have just a, I'm just using a hundred for simple. So if you have a hundred hairs on your whole head, 60 to 70 hairs are going to be isolated in, in what we would refer to as like a point of contact, right? That's going to be the same with like fusion, maybe even more or ITEP. So when you think about hand tied, you're talking about like 20 to maybe 30 hairs being isolated in, in reference, a point of contact. So you have more of your natural hair being less touch with anything. And also like any sort of a sew-in method are the only extensions that have no heat, glue, adhesive, or any sort of chemical agent that is actually attaching it to your hair or scalp. Now, most people are fine with that. They don't have issues. I did have one client that was allergic to tape. Did I ever tell you that? She got tape ends, they weren't too tight. Literally a whole scalp like broke out. Like she was like allergic to like the actual adhesive Dang. we found. So, I mean, that's like one in a million. I'm not saying, that's but like hand tied has like no adhesive whatsoever, less points of contact. Yes. They're so, comfortable. I just got hand tied recently for the first time ever. I've been doing tape for like five years and I got hand tied put in by Alexandra and she did a great job. And like, I first went to yoga with them and I like laid down and I was like, I hate these. Like, I feel like there's a bump on my head. I was like, ew, I don't know. And like, I like how the tape ends were like flat to your head and these are flat to your head. It's just, I wasn't used to it. So I had like 20 minutes, well, actually an hour during my yoga class. Cause I was like, <laughs> these aren't as good as everyone says. Cause I like, honestly, like it was like hard to convince me, but like that you were a hard sell. You were a hard sell. I know because I just like, why? And then I, I wrote you a book and you were like, okay, all right. Yeah. Because I don't like change either. And like, I, I love how fast they are too. Like, I just love how fast they are. And I don't even mind taking them out. Cause I just like dump a whole bottle of alcohol on my head and like rip them out. But like, then again, yeah. like I'm not, I'm not the ideal customer, honestly, because I'm no, just like we're, crazy we're, with my hair. I feel um, like stylists break every rule possible. Yeah, I'm like so bad with my hair. But anyways, I did I did hand tied and I love them. Like they're really great. And I really want to learn them. Like I took your class. It was great. Like I know how to do them. I have to practice doing them. And it's just like, do I really want to learn something right now with everything I have going on? Like, and I'm sure other people can relate to that. But if I were an extension specialist behind the chair, it'd be like a no brainer to add this to my arsenal of tools, because even, you know, doing hand tied, like when we did Stacy and Darcy's hair from TLC, we did two rows of hand tied and two and a pack of tape. And if we just did tape, it would have been a freaking disaster because their hair is super, super coarse. Um, mm -hmm. they're like part Cape Verdean and like, they have really coarse, coarse textured hair and the hand tied was amazing. It looked great, but I don't think that the tapes would have been crazy and having the combo <laughs> method and having multiple options for them was an amazing. So like being an extension specialist, I feel like the same with color. It's if you're going to be a specialist, if you want to charge top dollar, if you want to be able to handle anything that walks through the door. You got to know it all. Well, and I think there's so much like mis like misconception of like the term hand tied because most people that think that's referring to like, you know, you're installing it that way, which you are using your hands, but there's so many different methods and knowing that you could use machine weft hair for really coarse, thick hair, or you could use hand tied hair. Like there's so many pros and cons to that also. And all of that's covered in the stitch education course, because I think it's so important to not give stylists like. To me, there should be rules, but then there should be options. And I think if you know, to me, the most important thing is not causing damage to your client's hair and scalp. That's the number one priority, no matter what you do to them, 
it should never damage their hair. Um, and the second thing is, is having options for you as a stylist to decide what fits your brand and what fits you behind the chair and what works for your clients. And I think, you know, if you're not offering them hand tied and the thing is, is if they want tape instead, like I have a few clients. So kind of what you just talked about with like Darcy and Cece, I have a few that like having hand tied sometimes isn't enough for them. Like they'll go to like, you know, they'll go, you know, to an event and they'll like put clip-ins on top of it. Cause they want their hair like big, you know, and that's not daily, but they like a few tapes maybe around their hairline. Cause you know, you can't go as close with like a beaded row or like a sew-in method. And there's a few clients. I do like a few fusions around the sides because another huge advantage is you can go longer with hand tied than tape-ins. Like you can go almost twice the amount of time for your grow out, you know, where tape-ins will start like flipping and flopping and stuff. But I think there's a place in the industry for both really for all methods of extensions. I think there's a place in the industry for it. And I think if you want to make a huge impact and really improve lives, like you're solving so much for clients to feel so much more better about themselves and so much more confident, I think extensions is the route to go. And I think the reason they get like a bad rep is because of, you know, improper education or installation. You know, there's a lot of people that will try to learn on YouTube and I'm not knocking YouTube. You can learn a lot, but I think there's so much more that goes into this. And I think to do it correctly, education is your best speed, like, you know, your force of um, your driving unit to get you there. Absolutely. And so how All right. Wow. This is a lot of info. Holy shit. I love it. I'm obsessed yeah. with everything with extensions now. I know. I am too. I, I love it. When I was behind the chair as a chair. Say it again. I said, and I just had, I just made a huge change like behind the chair because I, really, Oh, we're getting really to that want... at the end. Okay. We'll wait for that. Let's we wait. We have for to that. get to that. You tell me what you're end. Okay. Yeah. That's you tell, the... me. tell me, tell me what you're going to say. I was just going we'll to say, this, just... Everyone has to continue this is just great information for the stylist. Like it, even if you're a stylist doing cuts and colors and you're wanting to get into extensions like this is just so much great information for for stylists wanting to even shake it up or do something new um i think every stylist should know how to do extensions like just to have like a basic understanding like at least one certification to like at least have the option in case the guest walks in but if you are an extensions artist and you are not doing hand tied yet I think that, uh, I, I think you got to get on it, especially, and, and, you know, you don't have to, but I think you're missing out, especially based on what you just said about the points of contact and like how, like there's so much less hair being touched. My hair has been in for like eight weeks and it still feels great. Like I, I don't yeah, need you them can go done. Most guests can go anywhere from like eight to 12 weeks. Like I have guests that really like it redone at seven to eight weeks. Um, and I'm not going to turn them away from coming sooner by any means, but I have guests that come, you know, a couple hours away to travel. So they really try to push it between three and four months and they take impeccable care of it. They know the ins and the outs of what to do and what not to do, especially as it grows out. Um, you know, just being cautious with certain things, but they, they, their hair is impeccable. Like I have seen, you know, guests that actually like we're unable to grow their hair. Now, if you have fine hair, you have fine hair. It's like having blue or green eyes. Like I have brown eyes and I always wished I had blue, but I have brown. So I'm learning to love them. But it's like, if you have fine hair, it won't necessarily get 
help you grow more hair, but it shouldn't ever cost you losing hair to have extensions. You shouldn't have to lose something to gain something. You should be able to like, you should be able to have the best of both worlds. And a lot of times, like, you know, we mentioned like clients that just have thin hair, but as women, um, I don't, I know you're younger than I am actually. Um, but our, our hormones really change our hair like a lot. And a lot of times when you've had children or as you age, the first thing that you're going to notice a huge change or shift in is your hair and the density. So imagine being a woman who's always had thick hair, who's never had an issue with hair growth, never experienced hair loss. And then you have children or maybe you struggle with different health problems or you go through menopause and now you have fine thin hair. So it's almost like you knew what you once had and you lost it, which is almost worse than never knowing what it was like at all. It's awful. That's what Tony Robbins says. Suffering is lost less or never. And if you have, if you've lost something or if you have less of something, and if you fear you'll never get it again, it's the ultimate suffering and women who struggle with that, who can't accept it, which, you know, if you just accept, you know, Hey, this is my hair now. Great. Um, a lot of the times that's not an option. And if you have the opportunity to solve that problem, not only are you going to change their life, you're going to change your income. It's like being able to solve problems that have that much emotion attached to them. People are like, take my credit card right fucking now. They don't Um, care. It will pay. They, the thing is, because think about it. And also in like today's society, like, I don't mean it in a vain thing. I don't, I don't care what people do to make themselves feel better. I think that if anything, 2020 and 20, you know, this whole year last year taught us is that time is something that you will never get back. Time is a gift. And I think that we should spend our time uplifting one another and loving one another and spreading kindness. And if you feel better getting extensions, Botox and filler, I fully support you. I mean, it's very normal these days is what I'm saying. So like, I think there's this taboo idea with stylists, maybe that haven't done extensions. And I can say I was, I was probably there too, that you only think of like the four feet long blonde bombshell. Like you think of like the, the, the Barbie hair, but like you can do just one row. That's what you think of. You think of that. If you don't do extensions, that's your, that's your interpretation of it. Right. And I think it's so powerful to know that you could have a bob and still need more density. You know, people show us these pictures and a lot of times, and you say this, you, you, you taught me to say this. And I say it every time, if they show me a picture and it's curled and they always wear their hair straight, I say, find a new picture. Cause it's not going to look like that. But what also is not going to look like that is if your guest has fine, thin, scraggly ends who she's not going to let you trim them. And there's nothing wrong with that. I would be that girl. So I'm totally with them and understanding it. The color that you do isn't going to look like that either because the picture she showed you has four times the amount of hair that her hair has. So how you have the conversation and how you're opening it up is it's easy. It's a problem solved. Most of my guests save money on color appointments because the extensions do the color work for them. Yeah. My favorite thing about tape ends was chemical free color. Like the guests who had like super damaged hair, like my hair, like if I wanted, like you said, when you broke my heart, you're like, you can't have blonde hair. And like, you're right. I can't like my hair would have to go into a pixie or like a super short bob to get blonde hair. But if I wanted to add in highlights or do something like I can do that with extensions, get my fix and like leave my hair healthy. Like it is such an amazing solution for, for your guests, chemical free color. And, um, like 
when you say like extensions, like you think of like long, crazy blonde bombshell hair. It's insane that like nowadays, like when guests used to, well, back in the day when guests used to invest in extensions, it was typically for like Paris Hilton long blonde hair, like when they first came on the scene and, you know, it was like not really accessible to everybody. There were only a few brands, the prices were like crazy. And then you can only do the keratin and it would take like 12 hours. And it was like the whole thing now. And I, I love to talk about this because obviously there's three ways to grow your business, average ticket, frequency of visit and new clients extensions. If you're just popping two rows or a row in somebody's hair and it takes you, you know, however long it takes you, but you're going to improve your average ticket by a couple hundred dollars, right? Like how, so my next question is how much money are we talking here? So, okay, I'm going to break down a few numbers for you. I actually wrote them down because I think that people need to hear this. Okay, First of all, we're going to be disgusted on the national averages, but that's what we're going to use because that's the world we live in today. We're elevating the beauty industry by having uh, this conversation. Yes. So um, just, to th- just to think about this for a second, national average of color prices, these are single processes, are anywhere from $60 to $150. That's for one color single process. A haircut ranges from 35 to $75. That's national. You can Google this www.google.com. Google what the national average is making the national average about $125 every six weeks, um, for your guests, just to give you that as like a baseline of like understanding that's like a national average. So, you know, I often hear from stylists, you know, since I've been teaching that they're scared to charge their worth with extensions. And here's the thing, if when you think about those national averages, these are from small towns and these are from big towns. So you don't have to be in LA or New York City or in Boca, Florida to charge your worth. You don't have to. You can be wherever you are as long as you're giving an incredible service and as long as you're raising the bar for your guests and you find the guests that you desire. Those are three things that you have to do. And you have to believe in yourself. If I, say to you, if I say to you, Gina, and I give you a price and I'm uncomfortable or I'm insecure about it, you're not going to be confident in me. Everybody who's going to listen to this has gone somewhere and has been, you know, got a consultation for something. Think about like when you get a consult for your floors done or for windows or for whoever. They sell the greatest salesperson for a reason because they need to convince you you need it. So like our job is to convince them that this is a solution to their problem. And if they don't want to do that, that's totally fine. But at least you're confident in what you're doing. So you think about most stylists work about four days per week. So that's like the the goal, right? You, You know, if you work more like any of us, you're mentally unstable. If you work less, that's totally fine too. Um, and if you think about giving yourself about eight hours of actual working time per day, maybe, a seven, you know, maybe 45 minutes for like check-in cleanup and closing of the day. So that puts you at 8.75 hours per day. That's what you have for sale. So when you're thinking about hand-tied appointments or any sort of extension appointment, you want to anticipate that it's going to, on an average range about three to five hours per person. And that's with color. So of course that's going to depend on their color needs. Now, if you're doing someone platinum blonde, yeah, it may take five to six hours, but I'm just using these as averages. So that puts you roughly doing two clients per day. Okay. Give or take. If they all are only one row, you could do three or four, but I'm, I'm just doing this as an average. So if you base that on working 50 weeks per year, that's 1,750 hours per year for, for 
open for sale basically. Um, that means that you're going to do about eight guests per week. If you're exclusively only doing extension clients, which is on the average, about 400 appointments available per year. And you only need 73 guests to do this. Now, I would not say that you're closing your book if you only, if you have more than 73 because never closing our books, never closing your books because you're dying then. Um, no, but you some guests move. I have guests move. I have guests lose their jobs. You have them take a break. All of these things. That means that on average, okay, with those national average of color prices, I told you. Okay, so I gave you the price of the color. I did not tell you what I would be charging for extensions yet. I'm just gonna give you this average. So now this is not including mini foils, balayage, chipping out the ends, glosses, anything. I'm talking, these are basic, basic, basic. You have an average income doing 73 clients, two per day, four days a week, working 50 weeks out of the year, can make an income of a minimum $265,209. Doing basic color and hand tie. With the extensions. Yes. Basic color. So this is not up doing any highlights. This is not like highlighting. This isn't selling retail. This is based on, now I'm going to tell you how I got that number. Okay. Cause everyone who's listening probably is like, where did you pull that number out of? Cause you just told me each guest was. So that put basically puts an average. Your guest is valued at about based on those color prices take this number about $1,083.33. Okay. So you're roughly making about 80 K off of color services on those 73 clients. If you're doing basic color. So I'm giving lots of hope to all the people who do foil work, balayage, tipping out the ends, glosses, all that stuff. Right. When you think about pricing of extension, hang on, this is total sales, right? Not commission and all that stuff. This is total sales, not commission. Total sales. So this is just like the bottom line, not including product, nothing. Total gross sales. So when you think about extensions, so we're going to talk about the average installation cost of new extensions. So this is new hair. Again, this is the average. This is taking an average of anywhere from, you know, 500 to I would say $1,800 is national average. So it's going to put them at 1200. So you figure clients get new hair once a, once a year, typically. Now, all of this is a variable. This can change. People could do new hair two times a year. They could do new hair three times a year. I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of insight to how I run my business, what's kind of gotten to me where I am, and also the numbers that I know that are facts. These are just baselines. So the average cost of new installation of extensions is $1,200. Most guests, when they get extensions, I would say 80% of them are looking for length and thickness. That means that they're going to need at least two rows, which is anywhere from like six to eight wefts if you're using hand tied. Um, And the average length is typically 18 inches. So there's people that get longer. There's people that get shorter. So that's an average cost of $1,200. So the frequency of visit on that guest is going to be five to six times that year. Most guests, as we just said, go about eight to 11 weeks. That's going to give you an average of nine and a half weeks. And if you divide that by 50 weeks out of the year that you're working, it's about five and a half. So you're going to see that guest five to six times throughout that year for maintenance or for color retouches or, you know, whatever of the sort. Now that can be more. You guys all know you have guests that like to come in every four weeks. You have guests that go every eight weeks. You have guests that go 12. So this is just an average. Um, the cost of that national average is going to be about $300 for maintenance appointments. So you figure they get new hair once, let's just use that as a baseline. 
that appointment on an average is $1,200. Now it could be upwards of 14, 16, $1,800, but as an average 1,200, you see them five to six times throughout the year at an average of nine and a half weeks. And the average cost of that maintenance appointment, not including color is $300 because most guests do have two rows. So every eight to 11 weeks will give you the average of 300. And that's so, taking them out and moving them back up, not doing their color not doing their color, just taking them out and moving them up. So when you add that dollar amount, okay, that amount right there is 1,000, or I'm sorry, $186,150. And then you take the almost 80,000, $79,059 from their color part, and you add those two numbers together, which brings you to the average income of $265,209. Now- and then- thinking of your expenses and stuff like that. So that's not take home. That's like, you know, gross sales. And that's only with 73 guests. That's like an easy day. This is like low pricing. Like I'm talking like, this is you charging your color service at 80 and your haircut at 45. So making that around 125 as their color charge, so to speak. Now, those of you who are listening here may think that's right in line with what you charge. And some of you might think that's way low than what you charge. So only you and your amazing business coach, Gina, can figure out your <laughs> hourly rate, which is going to help you succeed. So in the class, we actually do an exercise that kind of allows them to figure out what their hourly rate would be so that they could figure out their baseline of prices. Now, something that could take this even a little bit further is doing packaged pricing. So basically as a brand in a salon or as an individual stylist with their own business could actually come up with three different packages kind of like, you know, one row for thickness, the middle of the road, and then like bougie AF um, package. And they can almost do like packages that would include color as well. And in that, I would recommend probably even adding in like at-home retail for your guests. Like you're giving them shampoo conditioner, the brush that they need for their extensions. Maybe you're getting a branded pillowcase for your salon's logo on it. Like, you know, you can brand it any way you want. Like the thing is, is this is just what has worked for me. Um, and you can take it and brand it to your brand. Every one of us are our own brand. And that's why people, people don't buy people. They buy an experience. Like, you know, Brene Brown says like, people don't remember what you said. They don't remember what you did, but they remember the way you made them feel. So this may sound like a ton of money to some stylist if they're not doing extensions, but you can, you can totally absolutely do this, um, in any market, any market. What are you going to say to the stylist who's listening to this? Who's like, not in my town, not in my area, not, not in my salon, attitude. not with that attitude, right? Like, I hate when people say that they're like, I could never charge that. And it's just like, not with that fucking attitude. And not when you say You're never like a haircut being like, I mean, the national average, I don't know. I really don't. I mean, this is me Googling. So if you are charging, you know, $35 or less for a haircut, maybe if you raise the experience in your small town, you would. Because here's the thing, people, you cannot perceive what people spend money on. Gina, you and I are very similar, but we're also very different. Think about this. What are things that you value? If you and I went out to a restaurant, you're going to value different things about that restaurant than what I do. There's people that spend $1,000 on a pair of shoes, or there's people that will spend $300 on a pair of Yeezys where I wouldn't because I don't value it. I'm fine with my $60 Nikes that I'm wearing that are all black right now. Do you see what I'm saying? Like the thing is, is you can't perceive what people value. Some people like purses. Some people are really into purses. Like that's a big deal to them. Other people will buy purses at Target. It doesn't mean that you have more money in the bank. It just means that you value that. Some people 
I could go to home goods every month and drop three to $400 on new throw pillows and blankets. Some of my best friends who make way more money than me would never, I never, would never do that. See, I let, I, that's what I'm saying. Cause you can't perceive what someone would do. You know how many planners I bought in for this year and notebooks? They're not even full. Like, why do I keep buying them? Cause they're pretty. And it's like something that like, when I buy a new notebook, it makes me feel like all good inside. I don't know why. But like you, you know, I, okay. You're into crystals, right? You like, you're like, you like crystals and you meditate and all of that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Aren't crystals kind of expensive? Like for good ones. My moldavite is expensive. That one's pretty expensive. So, so you would find someone who would be looking for positivity and would find a way to be like, I would never spend money on that. So it's like, I think the biggest mistake that we do as stylists is we, we talk about or feel like money is really a gross and disgusting word. It makes us uncomfortable because of our perception about what we value. And you know what too, like people who are not charging their worth and people who have been undercharging for a long time, like that anger and resentment built up in their heart is like going to hold them back from everything. And I was talking to a girl the other day and she was like pissed off about, you know, not charging properly. And I was just like, well, how do they even know what your prices are? You know what I mean? So like she was like, her clients didn't even know what she normally charged, but she's upset about pricing. So when it comes to talking about money and charging, like if you're talking about a clientele that like you don't have boundaries with and that you're not even charging for properly, like how do you even know what they would pay? Or like if you're having all those feelings about your business, like a lot of the time it's not about where we are located. It's about how we, not even who we are serving. It's about how we are serving that and your mindset on it. Like I'm telling you right now, like I'm telling everyone who's listening, who's going to listen to this. I grew up poor, like very poor. Okay. Like my parents had no money. Like I remember getting like, you know, food stamps and like getting money from like a food place, like during certain times of my life, I'm not talking about the whole life, but I still had a beautiful life. I don't expect anyone to feel bad for me. But my point is, is like that can make you that type of background for a long time can make, it could make me very uncomfortable saying to someone that's going to be two thousand dollars today when i know there would be no way i could have ever afforded that as a child or like as a young adult or my mom could have afforded that but that doesn't make it wrong to want to charge it if i'm adding value if i know i'm giving if i know i spent 20 to twenty-five thousand dollars on education last year and invested in me to be able to say to the person in front of me like this is your problem you came to me because x y and z your hair is fine it's thinning you're not feeling confident i have this amazing solution i'm going to install two rows of incredible hair the hair quality is excellent it's going to last for at least nine to twelve months on you you are going to feel your absolute best you're going to look beautiful it's going to give you those you know ribbons of color that you want throughout your ends you're going to feel incredible. And I want you to know that I'm not charging you anything other than what I'm installing you today. I'm only charging you for the hair that you get installed and charging you for the bowls of color that I use. And this is what my cost is. She has the choice to say yes or no. If I say, uh, it's like $1,200 today and I'm really awkward and really uncomfortable, she's probably not going to think I am confident in what I'm about to do. But if I'm caught because I'm confident, the reason I feel comfortable charging these prices or charging for extensions is because I don't feel like I'm taking advantage of them. So maybe somebody who's listening to this, if you're struggling with charging, maybe you've been taken advantage of before, or maybe you don't believe in yourself, but I promise you, if you join mastermind, you'll have a ton of stylists that will believe in you and I will believe in you. And you have the power and capability to do anything you set your mind to, if you want to. 
Yeah. Pricing is essential with all of that stuff. Like if you aren't confident to charge, to charge properly, if you don't know what you're supposed to charge and if you don't have the confidence behind it, it's like, it's hard to take on new things like this. So anyone saying like, not in my town or not my clients I or all that stuff. I promise guys, I'm from Buffalo. Like, thank God the bills. I don't know if their football people listening are doing well, but we're really not known for anything other than chicken wings and our sports teams have been cursed for a really long time. And like we, and there are, but there, the thing is, is everybody has different things. So like one of my favorite quotes, and I'm just going to say this is like authenticity and inspiration. Those two things, being your authentic self and finding inspiration to what drives you will attract what you expect. So like what you think you deserve, it's going to attract you. And then it reflects what you desire. So it allows you to have the reflection of still having hope and wanting more and it will help you become what you respect. So who is your mentor? Who is the person that you respect the most? And it will mirror what you admire, all of those great qualities. Like you all have the power. And if you don't want to do extensions, that's totally okay. But just don't be disappointed if your guests want to go somewhere else, because that may be a problem they're solving. And if you're a salon owner listening, and maybe you're too busy or your life's too full, or you're just not into doing that, Find someone who is one of your employees or a potential coworker within your salon and maybe share this message and inspiration with them because at least then you'd be keeping the guests within your four walls and you would be allowed to make that guest feel as good as she wants to or desires and at least the business is staying with you. Yeah, I love that. You you could be like the perfect person to go into salons and certify like a whole team and extensions because they'll it's get like the whole problem. thing. Like in the salon I work at, there's six of us. Um, there's six of us here and three of us, like myself included, are really into hand tied. Jeannie, um, my partner and love her to death. She is doing them and she loves them, but she wants to do them only on like her clients right now. And that's great. And like Kelly who works here, she may want to do them someday, but right now it just doesn't fit her. But she and Jeannie share their guests with other stylists in this line and we'll have them see the other girls here so that the guest is still being taken care of. The guest still feels valued. The guest still feels like my salon has my back. They have all the things that they can do for my beauty needs. Mm. Yeah. Salon owners, uh, like, cause you know, you might as a salon owner, you might have too much on your plate. Like Sheena, for example, you're the perfect example. Like you're the leader of the network. And right now you have too much on your plate to actually do this for your guests. But what are you doing? You made sure that every one of your staff had the opportunity to be trained and to be introduced to it. And I would say 80% of them are interested and 20% of them aren't, but at least inside your salon, you have a powerhouse of team that can give anybody what they need and what they're looking for. And I think absolutely salon, because with hand tied, like it, that's what's in right now. And my salon has to be doing it. Mm-hmm. Like I can't have my salon. I can't have a salon that I work at and we're not doing it because that's like the main thing that's in right now, especially yeah. with extensions. It's the main thing. Like you can't yeah. not do it. If you're a salon owner, I, that's just my opinion. I mean, you could have your niche though. Like, I'm not saying you have to, but like, since my girls do extensions there, like we must have hand tied. We can't just not have hand tied. If that's like the number one thing going on. And if you have guests that are asking you for it, where are they going to go? You just somewhere to- else. Yes. What are the details and the differences that will set you apart? That's what you have to think of. We're amazing. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> so for the stylist perspective, stylist perspective, like if I'm a stylist about to get certified in hand tied, start doing hand tied, what are the benefits, top benefits of choosing hand tied over other methods? 
Top benefits are the length and time that guests can go in between services. So most other extensions besides like um, Fusion, you typically have to have them moved up. I would say four to six weeks, eight weeks is really pushing it. Um, so it's the time frame your guest is allowed to go in between. It's what we talked about earlier with the minimal points of contact. So and it's healthier hair. Healthier hair. And it's the elevated experience that you're bringing along with the installation. I think it's luxury. I think if you want to be a luxury stylist, and I don't know anyone who doesn't, because we all are, we're all have similar, com we could be completely different. And this, our mission is typically the same. We want, every, nobody wants to be known for doing shit work. Nobody. I don't know anybody that would be like, yes, please sign me up. They're luxury. So I think the advantages the hand tied is past the, the income potential, which we talked about, is the healthier option for your guest hair, the minimal points of contact, the length that your guests can go in between the services, and the proof that natural hair will grow out longer and stronger and overall improve the integrity of your guest hair. They go longer in between washing because the extensions do absorb a lot of like oils throughout the hair. And most guests that wash frequently find that they can go twice to three times the amount of time in between washing with extension with hand tied extensions. Um, it allows them to have to do less heat and thermal damage to their natural hair because they're typically only styling it once to twice throughout the week. And then where they're doing most of the stresses that we over flat iron and curl around our face, they're doing to the extensions. So they're actually saving their natural hair from actually having more thermal and chemical damage done to it. Um, they don't have to do color services as much, especially throughout the middle interior of the hair, because that depth is kind of nice contrast with extensions, even if you're a blonde, um, you having a little depth makes the blonde pop more. And because you have the extensions kind of like veiling, you know, they're like in rows in like a horseshoe shape or a U shape. Um, it's getting so much of the area of the circumference of the head covered that they actually will have to do less color work to their hair. A lot of guests will do, you know, like one to two times a year, maybe like a full lightning service or like a full color balayage or painting session where then they can just do face frames in glosses in between. And what about the removal? Like they're way easier to remove than oh, tapins. Oh my God. It takes like five minutes. So the removal literally is like painless. It's quick. It's not messy. You literally will open up the beads. You can move them out. I know some methods do teach that you can do like a mini move up or remove them up. I personally, as a stylist, wouldn't want that done to my hair. So it's something that I'm a little... I would say my opinion on it is that it's not probably the best for the hair. And I'm not dogging anyone who does that, but I just think that removing everything, removing any excess shed. Um, so at that time, when I do like a maintenance or a move up appointment, we fully remove the rows. So you're going to remove the thread that you stitched it together with. You're removing the beads. I really believe in like doing a really healthy stimulating scalp therapy kind of massage to your guest's hair, even if they're not getting colored on that day. Um, if they experience dry scalp in the winter, there's different companies that have like dry scalp treatments or in the summer you could do oily scalp treatments. Um, if they work out a lot and then a conditioning treatment on their ends. And then you blow them out and reinstall the hair. And I always like to slightly position it slightly different, like whether it's above or below, just to make sure that all of the hair has a chance to rest and kind of breathe in between. Yeah. And like tapins, I feel like when you tape, take them out, it, you have to spend like two hours rebonding them. Yes. Like I, I remember like you said this and I was like, she's so smart. Like when you were like, I made them have two sets of hair or always buy new hair, because if you don't have an assistant, that process is very, I won't do it. It's daunting. I won't do it. That's I don't even put extensions on my website anymore because like all I do is tapins and like tapins are great. There's a time and a place, but yes. like the 80 piece install, 
where like 80% of the head is covered. And then to, like, I don't, I have an assistant working with me, but like not full time. So like even my guests, like I have like a couple guests I do tape-ins on and once the hairstylist, I'm like, can you rebond them? Like, I'm, I don't feel like charging you 125 an hour to rebond them. Yeah, no, I used to make, like if guests had two sets, like they could like have the new set ready, but then it's like, you have to have an assistant that's gonna remove all the old bonds, wash them, treat them, blow them out, retape them. I mean, it's it's really very labor intensive. Where in hand tied, the, the con being in comparison to the installation with tape in, the labor is actually the installation of your beaded row or your foundational row that you're installing. It's not in the prep work of like the gooey sticky tape. Um, so there is labor and that's why you charge for it. But I find it very therapeutic. Like a lot of times when I'm actually like stitching or sewing like the wefts in, that's like very quiet time for me. Like my guests know that like when we do your color, we'll chit chat the whole time. But like that time is so therapeutic to me. It's like very peaceful. It's very tranquil. Um, and I don't find it daunting. Like I actually really enjoy it. And previous to this, I never okay. did any sewing. Everyone always asked me, did you, were you a really good sewer? And I'm like, no, you don't have no sewing experience required to do hand tied extensions. Wow. Now, what are the top benefits for the client? We talked about a ton. So Fun. less hair, um, cut less of their hair is going to be covered in extensions, less damage. They can wash more. They can oh. go longer in between. And also like you can put your hair up without visibly seeing any tapes. You could do way more braiding and styles. I know braiding is like really big right now. Um, doing sort of, you know, separate in your hair. Basically, I always say to my guests, like in a consult. So I think consultation is key. Um, I recommend, I would never give pricing quoted through like Instagram messages or text messages. It's really hard because if I had a dollar for every time someone said, how much will this be for me? And in the same sentence, they'll say, I know you can't tell me exactly, but what does it cost? And I'm like, no, you just said it exactly right. I, I'm telling you some people are 500 and some people are 2000. Do you really want me to give you that variable? You can't, it's literally impossible. So I actually have a form that I have them fill out prior to coming in. Um, they can access it right online. They can fill out the form and it gives you like a whole backlog of their history. It kind of gets, lets you get to know them a little better. Um, of course you can have them fill it out when they come in. It just saves a little bit of time with like COVID restrictions and all that. It's really helpful to have that done ahead of time. And you could do a virtual consultation. So if you're really busy, if you're a busy stylist in the salon, or you don't want to maybe have that many guests coming in throughout the week, you could totally set it up and do like, everyone has iPhone, you could do FaceTime, you could do Zoom, and you could do like face-to-face -face consultations that way, um, or have them come in. The advantage to having them come in is you can actually show them where it's kind of would be installed on their hair. You can show them a weft of hair because, you know, we say these terms like we expect them to know what they mean. And at the beginning of a consultation, I'll always say to a guest, you know, I'm going to use a couple different terms. You're going to hear me say weft. You're going to hear me say row. You're going to hear me say beaded or foundational row. And you're going to hear me say um, point of contact. And I like describe what those things are so that when I'm talking, I don't have them looking at me like I have three heads because they don't know what those things that's are. That's great, Jesse. That's like really great to even just say that. Like what an amazing <laughs> consultation tip of just like, okay, before I start, you're going to hear me say this. This is the glossary of hand tied. Like, and then that way, like the, it's like so much better for communication instead of the guests. Cause sometimes they'll feel stupid and there's no yeah, stupid they question, but they won't, they won't feel like they'll be like, oh shit, I don't know. And then they don't even know what to ask. And like, we talk so fast that it's just like, they'll forget their question. And then it leaves so much like un 
mindset and then they can't make the decision. Like you want to make it easy for them to make the decision, especially for stuff like this. Like it has to be crazy not to get it done. And when they're confident to make that decision and it starts with what you're saying, that's huge. I love that tip. Like I always, I say it like before I even look at like, you know, cause like I'll have them email the form comes through my email. So there's a few different places you could do forms if you want to do it electronically. Um, and that way when people DM you, I have like an auto reply text that just includes it. Like, thanks so much for reaching out. I'm so excited to hear about, you know, your problems or concerns that you're looking to achieve. Um, I can't wait to hear about all of your hair inspirations and your dreams and make them come true before I do. So I need some information from you. And you can even have it include pictures of their hair if you're really busy and, or if people are kind of like intimidated to come in. Um, but that's another important question is before I really get into it, I ask them what their budget is because I never want to make someone feel uncomfortable or make them feel like they're not important. And I know that they expect it to be a lot, but everyone's perception of a lot is different. And I would rather them be prepared with what it costs as a variable. So like asking them before you kind of get going so that you don't like drop a bomb on them. Cause like most people say, oh, I expected it to be that much. Or I expect when they're looking for extensions, they expect for it to be like, most people will expect like a couple thousand or at least a thousand to start. Um, but it depends. Like, that's why I'm always like elevate the beauty industry because literally like if one stylist is charging peanuts for it, it brings all of us down. Yeah. Which brings me to like another huge like issue in the industry. And I, I don't know if you feel this way, but I really struggle with this. Cause like, I believe there's like room for everybody, but I like struggle with the fact that like stylists, we give that, we tell them what the cost of the hair is. Like that is not their knowledge. Like you have a professional beauty license. Most States require thousands of hours for you to achieve that. You have to be tested both hands-on and, um, you know, mentally with like a test, you have a license. Like the reason hair companies don't sell hair to the public is because they are professional brands. And I think the biggest mistake we can do as extension artists is separate the cost to the consumer, which is our guest of the cost of the hair and the cost of the service. Because as a, you know, hairstylist, you would never tell your guest what your tube of color costs or what your bowl of lightener costs or you make a good point. In a color correction, you would never say my color costs today were $55. You would never do that. You, you charge them for the service that they're getting and it includes all the things you want to use. So one of the huge points of difference with stitch education is teaching you as an independent contractor or as a salon owner, how to do the back end breakdown so that you are profiting and that you also aren't paying commissions out or you're not allotting for an income based on the revenue of hair, so to speak. And you're separating the cost versus what the labor is, if that makes sense. And we teach, we go into that deep because that's crucial because I, if I could never hear another stylist say the cost of hair is X dollars and the cost of the services X dollars, I would feel like my job is done here on this earth. Cause it's so important. I think it's so, I, I think we're like devaluing the service. Okay. I'm going to use a perfect example. You're getting married soon. Hopefully. Right. We're going to plan away someday. So when you go get a dress, let's pretend you're going to have a tailor custom make it, or Steve's getting a custom made suit. Okay they take your measurements and they custom make it to you. They use multiple different fabrics, different threads, different ways of putting it together. And it's custom tailored to you. And they charge you a price. 
they never say to you, I used three yards of this fabric and 47 stitches of this and added these buttons. And this was the cost of that. And this is what the cost of the dress is. They give you a price and they tell you your dress or your suit is X amount of dollars. And that right there is it's because it's a luxury service. You could go buy a suit off of the rack at Macy's for like a $99 special, or you go to a tailor and you have one made for a thousand dollars. You're going to feel the difference in the suit for sure. And it's going to fit you like a glove. And that's what hand tied extensions are. I think if you want something that you just throw in, I think clip-ins or a halo are a great option. And I think there's a many amazing features and benefits of those. But if you want extensions installed to custom your, like my head shape and your head shape are different. You're going to need more closer to the hairline or further away than I'm going to need. And every install is different. Every, sometimes the, you know, the installation will be more rounded. Sometimes it will be more horse, you know, horizontal. And that's because everyone's head shape is different. Everyone's hairline is different. Everyone's hair texture is different. And I think pricing is essential to understand the how, what, and why, but it's even more crucial that we deliver that to the guests to elevate it and make it such a luxury experience. I love that. That's great. And so say that I just get certified in stitch method. I just get certified in hand tied. I'm like about to introduce this to my guests. Like how would I turn my current guests into hand tied guests? Like what are top things that you say to like get to take your current guest, um, to hand tied? So taking current guests is what kind of problems do they have? I think it's all about noticing the things that they struggle with. I think it's listening to them we as hairstylists talk a lot about things that don't matter. And when I, what I mean when I say that is, is I'm guilty of it because it's so much easier. Like when magazines were allowed in the salons, cause I know they're not right now, <laughs> at least in my state, it's a joke, but you know, we, it's so easy to talk about what's on the cover of Vogue or what's on the cover of people this week. It's so easy. It's easy conversation. And it's something that doesn't require any thought, right? Like talk about like what happened on Instagram last night or what's going on with the Kardashians. It's easy. It's easy, like it's mindless. But when we take that away and we start talking about things that matter, we're elevating the entire experience about why they're really there. They aren't our friends. I mean, I'm grateful to call a lot of my guests, they become friends, but they come to you and they spend money. It's not a hobby. It's not like they're doing us a favor. I mean, it's a mutual benefiting relationship, of course, but they come to you for a reason. So you're there to serve them. Yes. So you need to treat them like you're serving somebody. You, you need to treat them like they're the most important person in your entire life and they're showing up and you're meeting them for the first time every single time. Every single time you need to make them feel like they, nothing else matters. No one and no one else in this world matters except for them right in that moment. And part of that is recognizing what they're struggling with. So every guest, when they sit down, a lot of times they start to tell us, but we're so quick to be like, so what's going on? How's it going? What's going on with your family? And it's not really about their hair. And that's where we try to make them feel better without a solution because we don't have one. So extensions are a solution. So how you transition it is you talk about it. Yeah. No one knows who you are unless you talk about talk about you and no one knows what you offer unless you talk about it. So when I first, so the first thing I would recommend, so if you do no extension guests right now, let's pretend you're brand new you're brand new and you want, your dream is to do extensions. What I would recommend doing is practice, 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 practice until you are good. And what I mean when I say that is if I wanted to run a mile or a, a triathlon or, you know, some sort of like 5k, I'm not a runner. So I'm saying this because I probably haven't ran a mile. I'm going to be 33 years old this year since I was in high school. Okay. I don't run. I just don't run. It's not my thing. I'll do an elliptical, but I hate running. So 
if I wanted to run a 5K, I would need to run every single day, multiple times a day so that I could be good at it. I'm not gonna cry when I don't finish because I didn't I didn't put the work in to do it. So if you try and you fail, do it again and do it again and do it again and do it again. Cause I promise if you put the time into practice, you will be successful at this and you will do incredible. But going back to like, so I would practice on a mannequin. So like part of Sitch Education, which has evolved and it's constantly growing is really helping coach or mentor, however you want to look at it, stylists that are going through it to help them troubleshoot in the beginning, because it can be very intimidating and very overwhelming. It can look very easy from the outside, um, but it isn't, it, it, it can be complicated. It can be tricky, but that's what I want to help stylists work through. And so once you're confident and you want to do it on a real guest, okay. Think about a guest who possibly is a very close friend or close family member or a client who maybe means so much to you that can be, can that A has no time restrictions and B who's very confident and comfortable in front of a camera. And I only say that because you can have the prettiest girl in the room and she's uncomfortable when you take pictures of her. So it has nothing to do with anything other than how confident are they when they are taking pictures. So spend an entire day, give yourself nothing else on your schedule. And I would take as much content as possible, different angles, different lighting, different clothes, different jackets, hat, accessories. If you're good at braiding or like upstyling, do those on that guest. So in one day, like get a ton of content, like tons, like before, during, after. If you can have somebody like who's your coworker bestie, take pictures of you doing it, get as much content as possible use that that's your marketing so when you're talking to other guests about it you have so much content it looks like you've been doing it forever you have because you were practicing on a mannequin but that doesn't look aesthetically pleasing as much as it does on a real head it's never going to be like it does on a real head i'm a so, big fan of doing models i'm a big fan of doing it for free until you have enough content and yes. at gbh like how we got all of because we had a full clientele at gbh we were yeah. fucking slammed there we had so many clients and when we started doing extensions we built an extension business off of one sentence have you ever thought about extensions all you have to do is ask Mm -hmm. Or, or if you notice that they're, you know, if that they're always saying my hair is so fine, it's so limp, it doesn't do this, it doesn't do that. I have the most amazing solution for you. Let me show you this transformation I created. And like that brings it, it brings it full circle. If you have, if you're good on your website, if you have email marketing, if you have those things set up, you can include it in there. Let them know what you're offering. Post about it on Instagram, on Facebook, wherever it is that you have your ideal client or your audience. Now, um, you and I think Jay said this in one of your classes about the gift cards, the gift card giveaway, like, or the, like for your favorite client, like how you, you would give them like a gift card that they oh, yeah, could. Yeah, yeah. So like, th there's so many different ways that you guys can do that. Like a stylist can do giveaways for your existing clients to get you more. So if you have that that one model. And I, I just, I use that term loosely because it, it can be scary with some people, you know, just asking for it. You don't want like color corrections, like pick someone that you know first, and then it opens the, it opens the door for you. Absolutely. Like, it's just, it's just talking to the right audience. It's getting in front of the right people. So if you are showing them it on Instagram and you're showing them it on Facebook and you're showing it on your email marketing or on your website, now offering hand tied extensions, you know, maybe you do the first 10 installs, you're going to receive a free gift with purchase or an additional hundred dollar gift card to use at your next appointment 
or if you book your maintenance appointment with us, we'll give you half off. There's so many ways you could do it. And now you had that one client that turned into five clients that turned into 10 clients that eventually will turn into hundred clients. Absolutely. So it's just now, talking with your guests and building that come. And if you're uncomfortable doing the consultations, do it with one of your coworkers, do it with me. I'll, I, you can call me and just pretend you're consulting me. <laughs> like it's just, it's confidence just doing it over and over and over again. Yeah. Now at GBH, we used to, um, you know, at, when we did extensions, we would buy the hair, mm-hmm. like they would buy the hair and then we would charge per pack to install. So we would say like, okay, the hair is $500. Like we would just go right off the website. It's $500. And then to install it is $125 per pack. And then to take them out, rebond them, all of that is $125 per pack. And then to reinstall them is $125 per pack. Like we would charge yeah. like Make for every single thing. Money. And it, it was good money, but it took so much time. Like to, you know what I mean? To put them in was great but to take them out and do all of that. And, you know, the guests would pay around like $1,200, a thousand to $1,200. And it was great. Like we were making money. The guests were um, loving them and it was fair. You know what I mean? Um, Cause the cost of hair and then the install and yeah. the transformation that they would make and all of that stuff. Like it was they a great, cry. it Women was great cry. and it was realistic and people were doing it. Now, how is hand tie different? So you charge per row. So I charge per row for maintenance, but I recommend, I charge per weft for the initial visit. Got it. So, so for the initial visit with your, you know, in your console, I make it very clear. Cause like, but here's the difference though, too. Like I understand why with tapins you're buying them in packs, which hand tied you are as well. But a lot of times you're intermixing multiple different color, you know, different weft colors together. You're not really just doing like one. So most companies, when you buy hair, it comes in half packs of four or full packs of eight wefts. So that's typically how you're going to order it. Now in longer lengths, you typically only get six wefts because they measure in grams. And like, we dive really deep into this in the class with like all kind of the backstory of, you know, what, what I've experienced. Um, but when you do it that way and you let the guests know, so here's the thing that I struggled and I did something similar Gina. So like when I was trained in extensions before, especially with tape bins, I don't even remember what educator told me this, but it was like, you just double the cost of hair. So like if the, pack, if the pack of extensions was $80, you would charge 160 per pack. Okay. That's just how it was no matter what. And so, so the problem was, is what happens when you don't use all the hair and the guests. Oh like my God. And I hate that because yes. then like we're holding on to it and it gets lost. It gets, and then like, if they don't want to, like, oh my God. This is so many people say, oh, well, the, you know, you get a new client. Oh, well, she still has my hair, but I don't want to ask her for it back. Like my what? biggest pet peeve is when people took them out and then didn't want to rebond them. And we would just leave them in a freaking plastic bag and they would like be disgusting. And like, we didn't even want to open the bag and rebond them, but people wouldn't want to rebond them and, and maintain them if they weren't putting them back in. Yes. And so then where are you storing those? So now are you start charging like a storage fee? Like, it's like, you're not a we storage. Need to. Fee. I know. So like this is very clear that you're only charged for what's installed. You're not buying hair. I say it just like that. Like you are specifically being charged for the hair that is installed on your head. You're not buying bundles or packs of hair. 
you're not buying any. So her. you have them in stock and you customize or you order what, or you figure out what they need and then you customize it and you have like the package price for them. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, this, your transformation is this, like, leave the rest to me. I'm not breaking the shit down for you on a ticket. Like this is what it is. Yes. And so, and then I teach stylists and salon owners how to break it down in their booking system. So for tax purposes and for your booking system, you know, no matter which way you're at, at least you can do it behind the scenes without you having to be worrying that you're paying, you know, tax on something that was like a cost of yeah, for internal use only the client doesn't need to know. And like, that's how I kind of do it now, like with my pricing and I just finished my website page today for like, I've been trying to do it for like months now. Cause I don't, not even doing hair. You know what I mean? I do it here and there for like my guests. And, and then I have like transformation people come in, but I'm doing like the coaching and stuff. So like, I have no time, but I did the, th- uh, the website today and I have my hourly rate, which is 125, And I have three services. I do color maintenance color transformation, color correction, three hours, four hours, or two and a half hours, four hours, six hours. And the total price is 300, 500 or 750. Like I'm not breaking it down because if I, if I've done the breakdown a thousand times, I've done the breakdown a thousand times and it comes out to hourly rate is the same exact as a la carte. If your pricing is dialed in and if you stay on time, So I feel like your model is really good for extensions because it's like, you know, you can back it up and it makes sense like financially. And, and it's easier to sell it like that if you have it in the packages. Cause I've seen, I've seen your class. I've taken the class. I like how you do the packages because it's easy to market. And you can cost Like I basically, I I'm, I'm literally giving people like blueprints this is what's worked for me. You can do it any way you want. Um, Rochelle Golden, like House of Hair, she does beautiful branding. And like, she changed her packages to be like, you know, 24 karat or, you know, carrots because like her salon is gold. So like whoever you are, as far as a brand and, you know, some people get intimidated because if you're independent or you're just starting off, you don't have to buy all the hair. You don't have to initially. What I would, what I suggest for most stylists that are just starting out or most stylists that are just going to start looking into doing what they're doing is that if you, the first couple installs, if you can afford to do one to three installs and take the income revenue that you would make from those only one to three and just use that to get a little base of a stock of hair to have like a weft on hand to show them what it feels like maybe a couple different lengths very minimal very and always in a lighter shade because you can always color it darker you can always make hair darker you can't lighten them so doing that it will allow you to then every couple months get a little back stock a little back stock and then eventually you can get to a place where you can. Cause like I do at this point, but when I first started off, I would just order, you know, I would order hair when I needed it. And I always would order, you know, at least two colors. So you were making less initially, but in the end you, it, you gain, you, it comes full circle for you. You have to make an investment. And honestly, when you have some skin in the game for anything, like you're going to take it more. That's why I charge what I charge. Cause I don't want 
to fuck around with people who like don't like take it seriously so if you're an extensions artist and you've got like five grand a backstop if you've got five grand a pair you're gonna be like i'm doing extensions you're not just gonna let it sit there but if you're like dilly dallying and like not doing it like why do you think you're not doing it you're not committed and like i think that it's important to have some skin in the game and i would argue that your first five clients you should take all of that money and get hair and start freaking marketing yourself and making it actually happen because then like you know that's why i talked about my sobriety uh, publicly very quickly, because, you know, when you want to take the Island, you burn all the fucking boats. If you commit to doing something and you're going to fucking do it, you burn all the fucking boats and you do it. Yeah. Like it's true. And you know, with extensions, when we had girls do a class here and there, they didn't do shit. They didn't do shit with extensions, but when the girls paid for their own class, they did shit with it. I, I got certified in extensions in beauty school and I had no money. You know what I mean? So I literally hustled to death and like, that's the difference, Jesse. And when we talk about, you know, your story even, and you say you grew up poor, which I think that when you grow up with adversity like that, it gives you something that people don't have. And it's that hunger. Like you were hungry. So like when you have that hunger, you're going to go out, kill something, bring it home. Like, and you're going to eat. So I think that when you have some skin in the game, especially with extensions and especially like, I don't even know how much your course is and we haven't even gotten there yet. But like when you take a certification, like the people who go all in on that, like you'll see them blow up because they're actually doing it when you're learning here and there on YouTube. And I teach on YouTube. I'm not downing anyone. You know, it's amazing. YouTube, but you like when you are for sure, well, you should inspire. be inspired by YouTube and you can learn so much. But like when you make the investment, that's when you're going to see things happen because you have to commit. And when you do like, it's like your model, what you're talking about, I would argue that like, you should definitely get some hair. You should definitely have some skin in the game and give yourself a fire under your ass to be like, I'm in on this now. Like, let me do it because you're going to go further than if you're just like dilly dallying and hanging out. And like, I kind of do extensions or or whatever. Like you're not going to see the outcome that you want. And when you're not doing it, you're not going to be doing it and passionate about it. Like if you spend two grand on a hand tied class, I don't even know how much the class is, but like if you're spending that on a class and then you're not doing the hair, you're going to get like, you're going to get down on yourself. Like, well, well, I spent all this money and I, and people don't want hand tied. That's the story. People don't want hand tied in my area or people don't want it in my area. Not my clients, not my city. And I can't even, it's like, you don't even have any skin in the game. Sorry. <laughs> that's just like, that's just like a side note. Like I can't stand I that story. People myself walking around right now with extensions trust me and nobody I had a client come last week that was like I didn't even know it was a a client of mine she's like I didn't even know she had extensions I'm like that's the point that's the point that's why you pay what you pay because nobody should know you have extensions nobody so I mean and really like now I have a wall of hair and people walk in and it's impactful I just don't want people to be discouraged that like, if you don't have that, you won't be successful by being six. You will be successful and have that. If you just, if you make the, if you make a short-term sacrifice, like, cause I get it. We all have different avenues, but like, I'm telling you, like I put it on a credit card to take my first class. I didn't have the money in the bank. I put it on a credit card because I was like, there's no way I'm missing this opportunity. Just not possible. No, I totally get that. And you have to start somewhere. So if you can't put, if you can't buy a whole back stock of hair, don't let it bother you. Like you have to start somewhere. But you can get there. Like then you'll get to a place where you will have hair in stock at all times. Mm -hmm. You got to decide how committed you want to be to it. It's, it's definitely something that could change your life and your business. Yes. 
And like people can color their own roots, but they can't do their own weave. Hell no. Absolutely not. I would never try to do my own extensions. I tried putting a tape in once and I am like my freaking, I almost kinked my neck. <laughs> um, so let's see. We talked about so much. I know. Um, what I love about you, Jesse, and like when I learned this about you, like, cause I was like, getting to know you over the years, you know, but like what I really love about you is like, you're like me in a sense where you put in the time to learn and like, you actually do it. Like you actually like know all of the extensions methods. Like you've got certified mad times and extensions. You've been doing it for so long. You said you've been doing it since your son was three. So yeah, well, no, I've been doing, so I have been doing hair. It will be it's 15 years. It was 15 years in September. And I've been doing extensions since Cameron was three, but I've been doing specifically hand-tied extensions for the last three years. Ex How long have you been doing extensions though? So I've been doing them for 10 years, 10 out of the 15 years, but they were, I was never dialed in the way I am now. But having that much experience with extensions and taking as many certifications and like having the experience deal, like the thing is like the experience dealing with clients, I feel yeah. like my experience, like my best experience comes from how many clients I've actually dealt with and how long I've done this. Because like a lot of the time when you're teaching and uh, teaching classes and taking classes and stuff, the, the questions that the stylists have is like, well, how do I handle a guest who's like this? Or how do I handle this weird random thing? And like, you've done it because you've had the experience. And like, I just love like your experience and how you've taken it and you've honed in on one thing, um, being hand tied and your stitched business. I think that, you know, honing in on one thing is huge and niching up, uh, niching down to blow up is huge. Like when you have the one thing that people come to you for, I think that that is when everything will change. So, um, let's talk about that. Like, are you only doing extensions? Are you doing everything. Like, tell us about that. So, um, recently, so somebody once told me that what is the worst thing that could happen and imagine that, right. <laughs> imagine what the worst thing happening is. And, and I think we all fear, um, especially hairstylists. Like we, we like hold ourselves so accountable and we hold ourselves to such a high standard that we never want to let someone down. Right. Like that's why we even take crazy people that we know we shouldn't because we want to like convince them that they're going to love us and love the way we do their hair. And something that I struggled with is like not wanting to let anybody down in my life and the gratitude that I've experienced to have a clientele for, you know, a long time of people that I've done their hair for a really long time. Um, but something that I am, driven to, I feel like I'm meant to do is to teach. And I want to share stitch education with anybody who wants to listen, because I really believe that like life really is about the connections that you can make. And sometimes the choices that are directly in front of you, and you just have to be willing to see them and willing to do it. And I want everyone to feel like the feeling that I get when I can do extensions on somebody and the euphoric, like almost high that I get from like the transformation and the way I know it makes someone feel. I'm only one person. I can only work so many hours in the day and see so many guests in front of me. But if I can help other people 
do the same thing in their salons and in their areas and make a beautiful life doing so with flexibility and working less and smarter, not harder. Like that's more, that's thousands of people feeling confident and beautiful and transformed. And like, that is my number one motivation for developing this and wanting to do this, which led me to have to do something very difficult, which was really decide to go all in and practice what I preach basically. Um, you know, I preach to others that they can do it. And I think doing it yourself makes you be the expert. Like you always say, like, if I, if I can't do something, why am I, how am I going to tell someone else to do it? And so I exclusively over the next, you know, last couple months and like moving forward over the next couple months and transitioning into having enough time to dedicate to being the owner of stitched and being present in that and just exclusively doing extension clients due to the fact that, um, that's what my business is. And that's what I have to do to fulfill my dreams and kind of my path and choices. So speaking from experience, it's hard, but you definitely can do it. And the amount of support and the outpour of love that I received from guests, you know, that I had to shift and kind of, you know, recommend other stylists to has been, the most like humbling experience because I was so scared I was going to get like, you know, I mean, not literally, but like word vomit, like, you know, someone, you know, you, you fear that. And I think so really quickly, clear, clearly, sorry. because you're talking to me almost yeah. because like you, I know what you're talking about. Our listeners have no idea what you're talking about. You <laughs> are exclusively only doing hand tied now in the salon after 16 yeah. years, you're telling your guests, Hey, I'm only doing hand tied. And that is like a huge deal to niche down completely and to let go of those guests who aren't doing, aren't having services done, the services that you want to do. Yes. Yes. Just to clarify for the listeners, um, something that has changed is that I'm only offering hand-tied extension services due to the fact that I will be available for more education and just focusing in on completing my mission of dreams kind of to conquer them. And I think it's great if you only do extensions and you're teaching people how to do extensions and like leading by example of that, because there's millions of hairstylists who want to only do extensions and to have a mentor who is only doing extensions and who isn't like just, you know, casually doing them, you're going to add so much value and be able to help people, you know, go from taking every guest to only doing like, they're literally going to be able to build a hand tied empire. Yes, that is the goal. And we can be united as a hand-tied nation. Literally. Ooh. Um, yes, hand-tied nation. We're just going to be united doing hand-tied all day, every day. Um, yes, you can definitely do that. And it's not as scary as you think. Um, once you do it, it, it is very settling to know. The thing is, is it's also what's best for the guest. Really, at the number one, at the forefront, they, the guests deserve somebody who's dedicated to the services that they're getting. So it's better for both guests, whether you have extensions or don't have extensions. I think leading by example and doing not only what was best for me, but also thinking about what's best for the guests that are receiving the services that they're paying for. And if you're fully booked doing hand tied and you do a price increase, how much more simple is that to like only like you're just doing one service and yeah. you're going to be killed. Oh my God, Jesse. Like, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy. Thank you. So everyone listening, Gina's an amazing coach. You guys all need to book coaching with her. She's incredible. She like walked me through it every step of the way. Savage, But you did it though. Like that was the thing. And this was on like one of our mastermind calls we were doing. You were saying like, I know what I need to do. Blah, 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 blah. Like, you knew, like you, this I is knew. what you wanted. You've been burnt out with this for so long. And your guests are probably listening because they love you, but like your passion, <laughs> I love all of them. 
your passion is to do hand-tied extensions. And like for the longest time, you're like burning yourself out, trying to do everything for everyone. And when you try to be everything for everyone and you're hustling for that approval and love, you're trying to buy love. You can't buy love. No, you can't buy love. You have to be happy on the inside. You have to be able to look at yourself. Like, you know, I always, this is like a little morbid, but I mean it real. Like if, if I died tomorrow, would I be happy with what I, the choices I've made? And you really do have to live that way because life isn't promised. Tomorrow isn't always promised for everybody. And you have to make sure that whatever it is you're doing and the walk that you're walking is your truth. Like it is your secret. It's your life that you're living. And I think that's our gift to each one of us is being authentically who we are. Yeah, you're definitely making an impact, not only on your clients, but um, you've made an impact on me and my salon, like my girls being able to do that, like you're raising their socioeconomic status, they're able to do something they love to do. Um, You know, you came out and your class was great. Like, I can't wait to do it at the network. I don't know when we're going to do it. Um, But I, I... I really loved the class. Like I thought it was really good and I'm like not easily impressed at all. So like, I thought the class was great. I thought you did an awesome job. I thought that, um, you left no bait, all the bases were covered. And even this podcast is like a class, honestly, like, you know, thank you for, for your generosity with, you know, your information and to help people, you know, who might be thinking about choosing, uh, to go this direction. Like, I feel like you made it pretty easy. Like even for me who I'm just like, "Eh, I don't know, like, do I want to learn it or whatever, you know, you make it pretty easy for someone to make the decision. I think, I think that this was awesome. I think that it will definitely help a lot of artists who maybe are on the fence about learning. And I think they did learn, um, they feel lost. Like they feel like they're stuck. Like, I think, I think that thing that we have to remember is that like, the gift of time. Like if you think about time, it's like one of those currencies that we don't ever think about is a currency, right? We always measure things in dollars and cents. Like everything to us is how much are you making and money goes round, but you have to think the greatest currency in each one of our lives is the time. And what we do at that time actually can increase the overall abundance mentality that each one of us have, or that resonates with us. Like you have one life, we each have one, you get one chance, right? And you have to decide, like, what do you see life as? Do you, which challenges and adversities are you faced with? And how are you going to come out of them? How are you going to like pull yourself out of them? What are you going to do with your time? And like how you determine how you spread, spend your time is determining the outcome that you're seeking. So if you're, if you did hand-tied extensions and you're stuck and you feel like you have no clients, you need to, you need to be re-inspired. You need to see the value that you can do. If you're thinking about hand-tied extensions, it is absolutely a possibility for every stylist in the entire world to know how to do it and to master the craft and to truly change people's lives the way they feel about themselves. And the truth is, is once you actually make the decision and once you stick with the decision and once you do it is actually when everything's going to fall into place for you. And like, that truly is like the secret to time. Like we all have the same 24 hours in the day. And like, I can be the first one to admit that I've made a lot of excuses for a long time. Well, this happened. Oh, this happened. Oh, this is going on. That's going on. But the truth is like you and only you can decide when those excuses are kind of like done. And like, once you hit the wall and you decide that the value of your time and the way you utilize it is going to define you and it's going to set you up to win, or you're going to continue having the same conversation with yourself, beating yourself up in the head, thinking you're not good enough or you're not valued enough. 
Like the yeah. truth is if you take that time to work on yourself and you take that little bit of time for you, all, everything will fall into place. And like, literally like you will change your whole entire mindset. You just got to make the decision. Yes. So what are you working on at the moment? So, um, right now I actually completed all of my online education to be launched. Um, I was a little hesitant about doing online, um, probably for my, probably for normal fears. Like, I don't think anything is as good as being live in front of someone and being able to like touch them physically and kind of have them do the creative process together. But I think it's a great time because we can't always all be together and some people can't travel. Um, but technology is not my friend. So I learned, you said that the people, the difference between successful people and the unsuccessful people are, what are you willing to sacrifice and give up to get to the outcome you're seeking. And so we're going to be launching online education. I'm doing um, the beta kind of process right now. I have like 10 really close people that I look up to and admire and appreciate that are kind of going through the process and expediting it. And then I hope to officially launch it by the end of February. So like in a month, I'm giving myself um, to the public. And then with that, I want to include as well, of course, having hands-on classes in the future at the network. Oh my God. Yeah. It's going to be so amazing. Do you have a wait list people can get on? Um, so I do, you actually, I have a website that you could go to. Um, it is www.jessietrippy.com. And if you go to there, um, I just want to make sure I'm telling you the right thing. Cause I have the education is on Kajabi. So if you go to stitchededucation.mykajabi.com, it's also accessible on there. But if you go to my website, there is a link that says coaching application. And it actually shows you a little video about the preview of the online education. And if you click, um, let's stitch together your future. Um, there's actually an application that gives me a little bit of info about each one of you. Um, so that I know what areas you may be struggling with or where you're at as far as needing help. And then everybody who's on that is going to have access to sign up for in-person classes or, of course, have access to the online class first. Oh, so you're making people apply. I kind of, I really wanted to, I don't want someone to just go on and buy a course and maybe they're going to log in and watch it or maybe they're not going to log in. You want to make sure it's the right person. Well, I want to make sure I can help them. Mm. Why, why else are you doing this? I mean, I don't believe that you can learn everything you need to know in even in a two day class. Cause all of our hands-on classes are two days. They're not one day. So it's Sunday, Monday, typically it's a full two days. Like, you know, we were there for like 10 hours the one day when we were at the network. Um, it's very thorough. It covers everything that you need to know about installing hair, how, what, why, when, and all of the secrets in between, as well as everything you need to know business. And I want to be able to better serve whoever is investing in Stitch. And the only way I can do that is if I know how to help you. So it's, it's not really like a pass or fail application. It just allows me to know maybe where you're going to need more help so that I can better coach people and work them through the process. Awesome. So go to, so go to jessietrippy.com, click coaching application and start there. Yes. Lit. Okay. What's your Instagram? At Jessie Trippy. Okay. Go follow her. She's amazing. Jessie, thank you for all of this amazing information and all of your knowledge. This is great. And I think people are really going to be inspired to start building their hand tied empire. I can't wait to help them. And I'm so grateful for you being on this is literally like a dream come true. I want anyone listening to know that, um, 
if you don't already know Gina's amazing, um, I will scream it from the rooftops, but join mastermind. You can be part of our community. It's amazing. Um, Gina, literally you go above and beyond for the beauty industry. And I don't think you realize how gifted you are and the things that you do to elevate each one of us. And I know you've changed my life and you've inspired me to really accomplish this. Like I'm forever grateful. So everybody listening, thank you so much. And Gina, I love you. I'm so grateful for your friendship. I love you too, babe. Thank you. Thank you.